for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it hey buddy welcome everybody this is the reality czars podcast and we are your hosts nathan and tony and we're going to try this again this is supposed to be episode number five but this might be episode number two who knows so we are just beginning and learning and we're getting better and better so tony how's yeah, your week man <laughs> it's been good it's been good today is so beautiful here it's been sunny out it's been warm it's just an amazing day it really it brings my mood way up you need the sunshine dude it it changes everything i take mega doses of vitamin d because 99% of the time I'm indoors cooking. It's important. I got some sunshine today, though. It was good. I was out in Vancouver again. Oh, sweet. Go to your um, church? Yeah. Yeah, went to church today. It was the Passover. And we had a, dude, just the craziest, biggest Russian food spread that I've ever seen in my life. So much food. I I'm still full. I ate it like... I ate at noon, and I still can't eat anything. <laughs> you have caviar? It's good, man. No caviar. I don't. <laughs> unfortunately, I think that's too expensive. We had steak and salmon, and then a bunch of things that I did not recognize at all. Bizarre stuff, dude. It was it was killer. I've had caviar I, before. I don't get it. I mean, I'm not against <laughs> it. But it just doesn't seem that big of a deal to me. Well, it's salty and it's funky and it's fishy and <laughs> yeah i mean i i've had good caviar i've never had great caviar you know so i don't know i you know so much of that shit is just about so much of that shit is just it's not virtue signaling it's just but it's the same kind of thing you know what i mean it's just like people i guess it's like rich signaling you know what i mean i Status. It's, it's a status thing. Yeah, I mean, it really is peacocky. We're monkeys, and we don't have feathers, bright feathers. So what do we do? We dress in, like, really expensive, stupid, flashy clothes and just trying to, you know, get a mate and try to get a nice, fancy car. And so, you know, some assholes like to eat fish eggs. And It shows you where <laughs> we are at as, as a species where um... – we don't even need to like do things that are important. It's not like, oh, I can build a shelter. Look, I can have you housed. Like that just it's it's taken for granted. So yeah, it's like becomes like I can spend two hundred dollars on some fish eggs. Yeah, I mean, and what is money besides like a representation of like time, labor, and you, you know what I'm saying? So like, it really is money has kind of taken the place of. I can build this shelter or I can build us a, you know, whatever it is. I can make us clothes. I can grow us some food. Money is kind of the, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, you're right. We have our priorities all fucked up or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> well, we don't, or at least a lot of us don't have those bare minimum priorities to contend with anymore. I don't have to find, yeah. I don't have to go out and kill something or I don't eat. I can just go to a grocery store. And that disconnects yeah. me from the world, but I don't stop yeah. that either. That is the anarcho-primitivists that, that is like one of their arguments that like we've lost 
what it means to be human in in that. And I get it. Like I have a weird little streak of anarcho primitivist in me. Like sometimes I'm like, yes, I just want to go out into the fucking woods and build a house. I mean, and then I also like sit on my fat ass and sip bourbon. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting on my nice fucking mattress and uh, sipping some bourbon. So, well, I've had you know. a conversation earlier this week with a friend, and we were talking about how no one speculates on the future anymore because the future is terrifying. But it used to be like, let's go to the moon, let's put a transatlantic cable under the ocean. And no one has speculated on the future anymore because where is there to go? I mean, it's just like Elon Musk is playing video games through monkeys. We're in this reality right now where I am sure, like, the stuff that they are working on, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, I can barely wrap around my... They're releasing stuff at the point where it's like, okay, people can kind of get this concept now. Well, I think that you nailed the head. I think you nailed it when you said that you can't even wrap your head around it. So, like, it technology has gone to such weird fucking crazy places that, like, like we could imagine ourselves going to the moon in 1969. What the fuck? You know, what are we imagining now? I don't know. It's like, because they're building fucking robots that are like a tenth the size of a grain of salt that they're going to try to put in our bodies and shit, all that weird, crazy nanotechnology. Like, I can't even imagine that. I mean, a sorta, I guess, if you want to think about like, uh, hop on the magic school bus, you know what I'm talking about? Did you ever watch that when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sort of like where it's going now. Uh, they're going to have these little mini fucking robots that are going to do all this crazy shit in our in our bodies and stuff. And they're talking about adding nano fucking robots and shit to uh, to like water supplies and all kinds of shit. I'm like, you guys don't even know what's going to happen. Why are you doing this? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like the people in charge, the the people that are looking towards the future are the fucking crazy psychopaths that are just saying, fuck it. And they're just like throwing knives at the wall. Well, we're in a novice race with this stuff. And it's like, okay, like maybe we don't even want to develop this shit, but then if we don't develop this, then some other asshole will, and they'll use it against us. So I feel like culturally though, we're going into this primitive state where we want to look back. It's like, I was trying to think about explaining like a paleo diet to my grandparents. And how they just like what you want to eat like a caveman like you want to starve? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they would not get it. Yeah, Yeah, I get it, man. It it is it is weird because it is like a game of fucking. It is it's Russian roulette at this point. Like we've been pointing guns at each other and we've just been escalating and building up against each other. And now technology has gotten to a point where it can eviscerate you know the entire planet and if we don't keep up with it then the other person will and i mean that i think is probably the best argument that i've heard of against anarchy (laughs) because they'll say something like okay you have your little stateless society over here you know while you're getting it together while you're just figuring it out china is going to come in there because they've been working on this and they have a strong centralized state that just kill the shit out of you. We wouldn't have time to catch up with everyone else, you know, without, and how would we have the, the insane funding that you need to do all this insane, awful, evil shit without a tyrannical government that can tax and, or, you know, print and spend. 
Well, and that's the idea that we need to spread the anarchist philosophy so people pick it up in their lives when they can. Because, yeah, you're right. Um, like, the Amish, for all intents and purposes, have a pretty anarchistic society, but um, they don't have much of an air force. Yeah, they don't. And what's nice is that, well, they have the luxury of living within a state that protects them. And it's a weird little thing because, you know, it's also like Europe. Europe uh, doesn't have to spend like two thirds of their fucking entire budget on defense because America does it for them. So the same thing with the Amish. I'm sure the Amish would have a fucking air force if there was a government next door to it that was trying to, you know, or even a, you know, an anarchistic clan or whatever next to it that was aggressive. They could do it with balloons. I think that that would be allowed under Amish common law. Happen- you think so? <laughs> uh, where do they get the helium? Um, I think they could buy stuff and trade with other people. Uh. The, the, I went to an Amish village when I was a kid, and they're allowed to like take rides from people. Like they're they just they don't really partake in the stuff themselves, which it seems really arbitrary and weird, but. You know, they're also not dealing with nanotechnologies in their bloodstream and water. So, you know, it's, you know, uh, looking back on it, they have some points. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, no, I totally get it. I want to fucking live in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, we're all kind of going back to some primitive state, whether it's like a, going on a paleo diet, hunting, just taking up any kind of traditional craft, just something to keep us sane. And I think that that's really important to have. It doesn't mean we have to go all the way and renounce every bit of technology. I mean, we can't, right? Like, even if we personally renounce every bit of technology, we're still in a world where this technology is affecting people. You know, they're going to have our way with us if they, um, if we don't actually learn technology to some degree. Well, there's something about just camping under the stars out in the middle of the fucking woods. And building a fire and cooking your food over that fire that just, you feel like every other human that has ever existed ever. You know, you feel connected to your ancestors or, you know, to, it's it's a weird fucking feeling. Like, it, there's nothing more satisfying than that. Like, like, me and my wife, when we go camping, like, we go real fucking camping. Yeah. You know what I mean? We go out in the middle of motherfucking nowhere. We just, we fucking, you know, we fucking bring a shovel with us and shit in the woods. And you know what I mean? That's what we do. And it's just, it's fucking amazing. And there's nothing like it. Have you ever there's seen nothing. anyone fight over a campfire before? Because I don't think I have. No. Yeah. <laughs> no one is just hanging around a campfire fire, just being bitchy and starting shit. It's just that we all just ground into the best cells. Naturally, and it just happens. Yeah. So I think that we need to recognize that and find a way to cultivate that in our lives for sure. You know, it's funny. We laugh at moths that like get attracted to a fucking lamp or a flashlight. But dude, when, when you're out camping, there's nothing more mesmerizing than the fire. You know what I mean? It attracts everybody. Everybody's sitting around the damn fire and we're just watching it burn and just it's there's something beautiful about fire actually. There's something primitive and beautiful about fire and it reminds us, I think it, it's a small little reminder of what we are 
and what we're not going to be for much longer. Uh, I think that the first step is this fucking COVID vaccine. Yeah. It's rewriting our mRNA and doing some bizarre shit. And well, I mean, someone might tell you the first step was like bifocals and glasses and stuff, or, or even like sewing a shirt and putting it on or something, but you know what I mean? Well, it'll be the first step in many because it won't be just this vaccine. Like if it was just going to be this one vaccine, then that'd be one thing, but there's going to be other viruses out there. There's just, there's too much money in creating new vaccines. There's no, there's no financial accountability. If anything goes wrong, people love to do research. They, people love to just experiment. I mean, people go into these fields because they see what's possible. And, you, you know, that's just the way some people are wired. And it's not good or bad, but it's just the system. Tony, in your opinion, do you think all like do you think that Bill Gates is sincere and he thinks he's helping or do you think this is some cynical plot like do you think this is depopulation do you think this is just or a money making venture or in your heart of hearts what do you really think is up with Bill Gates I think he's um I think he's sincere I think there's like and almost, I, I'm going to use this word, not in like a medical sense, but there's like an autism to him. I think to a lot of yeah. people, we all have blind spots. And that's okay because, you know, if I'm getting out of my lane in some ways and I'm just talking on my ass in some ways, I'll be put in check because I'm not a billionaire. But he has so much money and he has so much money and he's had it for so long that I think that in some ways, I think that he's. I don't think he's trying to be like Dr. Evil. Like, I don't think that that's, I think some people try to be evil. I think it's really rare that people really pursue that path that, I mean, there's like the Jeffrey Dahmer's of the world. Like, I think someone like that is trying to be fucking evil. But I think he sincerely believes that he's trying to make the world a better place. He might be actively trying to depopulate it though. Maybe he thinks that, that would be the best of all outcomes. I, I mean, I don't know what his motives are really, but I don't know. What do you think? Well, I struggle with it because sometimes, dude, I mean, the guy, if you look at him and you listen to him talk, he's obviously fucking lying through his teeth. Like, and he's just such an unlikable character. Like, just listening to him speak, he doesn't have whatever it is. I struggle sometimes whether or not he's a true believer. And I think he might be like his dad was definitely Genesis. And he, I mean, I'm a very firm believer with listen to what people say, because they'll tell you the truth. You know what I mean? When they don't realize it, you know, and, and over and over and over again, what is his biggest complaint? You know, the world is overpopulated. I just, I don't see the logic in him saying people will have less kids if their kids are healthy and live longer. I mean, unless he's really trying to, it's possible if he's trying to play the crazy long game and maybe if he was really sincere, but I just don't buy it, man. People, are less- I think that he's done enough things that have like sterilized people and hurt people yeah, people have less kids if they're sterilized or dead, too, so. 
I think what's hardest for me is thinking about it like this. He's trying to get literally the entire planet to take this vaccine. If he doesn't believe that this is actually going to help, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around him hurting that many people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I can't put myself in that in that like mindset. So I think that's what fucks me up because I'm not an insane fucking sociopath. Well, and that's the thing. I, I feel like Stalin was trying to modernize Russia. You know, Hitler just wanted a little bit more living room. You know, I don't think that I don't think that people have to think that they're evil to do evil. Every true great evil, I think, thought they were doing something good. Like that everyone is their the superhero in their story. It's interesting that for what this is, like we we know what COVID is right now. They're not even trying to get vaccines to old people. I know some old people who are kind of pissed off about it because they want vaccines because they're actually susceptible to this stuff. And it seems like we're giving it to everyone else for a disease. Well, I think that's an exclusively Oregon thing. Okay, it could be. Because uh, other states are have different rules about it. But yeah, Oregon's been weird about it. Like, I was able... I was... Uh, I was allowed to get a vaccine before like people that were 65 and 70. And I was like, what, you know, like, why the fuck am I eligible? Cause you know, I work, my job made me eligible and 70 year olds couldn't get it, you know? And I think that is an exclusively an Oregon thing because other States have been prioritizing like sick, fat, old people. So it's specifically Oregon that's stupid about it. Oh, that makes sense. I, I, I completely believe <laughs> that. Yeah, but we're not doing anything to actually help people who are susceptible to this. There's a did you see the Mexican comedian who um talked to Fauci and just basically interviewed him for twenty minutes or so? I heard about it and I heard a small snippet. But I haven't no, I haven't watched it. Do you know who the comedian I was? Don't, I don't. I, I checked it out on Odyssey. And it basically just said Mexican comedian. It's like okay, thanks. Don't give the. Guy. And I, <laughs> I should have looked it up, but it's great because he doesn't have a That's mic funny. drop moment. He's just talking to him like a reasonable person and saying, "Okay, so this vaccine is not going to prevent the disease; it prevents the symptoms. But if you're under a certain age, the symptoms aren't really going to harm you. So basically, I could get the virus." not be a symptom, spread it to a bunch of other people who are susceptible to it. Like, wh- why are we doing this? This doesn't make sense. And what did Fouch Dog say? He just, he, the guy is just such a fucking liar. He's a- that guy is a psychopath. That guy I do not trust. <laughs> I would rather have a beer with Bill Gates and fucking hang out with Bill Gates than Dr. Fauci. I would um, definitely not keep my, keep your eyes on those drinks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. would not like <laughs> Yeah, he is a good liar too though. Because if I didn't actually see him go back and forth between things, he sounds so credible if you just see one snippet of him. Yeah. Until you compare him with himself. And then you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like literally two days ago you said the other you know, the exact opposite thing. And he takes no credit for lying. He is he's a very skilled liar like it's impressive because usually when people lie you can kind of tell like they slow down with their voice they throw a lot of ums ha those types of words in there 
you can tell like they don't want like the lie doesn't want to come out of us and like yeah. it's just like this people don't freely associate words it's just it sounds the language sounds stilted coming out of their mouths with him man he is smooth man he could just smooth a lie right over and that's very few people can do that and yeah he's um he's special yeah it, he's one of yours ain't he Italian, he's a little like, Italian. Oh, man, I think probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he's demonic, yeah. man. <laughs> he's, no, man. He's not, like... Uh, he's on your I'm team, like, buddy. Oh, man, can I just take, like... Come on, man, we got some gangsters <laughs> and shit like that, man. I got, like... I take, like, Sammy the Bull or something over him. <laughs> uh, some Al Capone or something, yeah. I don't know if Al Capone yeah. was Italian or not, was he? I don't know. Was he not? Capone sounds Italian, but I fuck do I know? He's just some guy who didn't want to pay I, his taxes. I think you gotta be right. Well, there's different kinds of mobs, so who knows what he was? But Capone, yeah, he, he was a successful mob. He was a just very successful businessman. Yeah, and I mean, in a world without prohibition, he would have been like a CEO of some fucking five hundred, you know, Fortune five hundred company. Or he would have found something else shady to do. You know, sometimes I wonder what the market would be like if we really had a free market, you know, in the absence of the state or even with a state that just didn't regulate the market. I've heard I've never heard this come out of his mouth per se or because, he, well, obviously he's dead, but I haven't heard him say this. But uh, who was the really, really famous Coke dealer? Oh, Pablo you know Escobar. what I'm talking about? The guy that was. the Yeah, Escobar. I heard I've heard this attributed to him. Saying the thing, the only thing that he feared more than extradition was the end of prohibition. Yeah, I I went to Colombia and I actually kind of went to his hometown, dirt poor. Really, apparently now Colombia has a hippopotamus problem because he had some hippopotamuses. Like, why not? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Like, yeah, there's a wild population like, of yeah, them down there. Terrifying. <laughs> like you're just walking down the street, see a fucking hippo. Dude, hippos—they kill, I think, more people or uh, than lions do in Africa. They're like in—they're—they're they're absolutely terrifying. They're more aggressive oh, you than do lions not have are. A good hippo death. If a hippo killed, that was a shitty death. Uh, buddy, yeah. Have you ever seen their mouths? How far and like they wide they teeth. open them? They're fucking they have teeth scary. Teeth, each the size of a fucking <laughs> like your forearm. Dude, well, I. When I was younger, I think I was probably about 14, I took a trip to Africa, and we were uh, intertubing, actually, uh, behind a boat in some fucking lake, and there were hippos and crocodiles, and then the hippos were starting to get pissed. Like the, Anyways, like the guides that we were with, and they were like, okay, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. So <laughs> they like pulled the fucking boat over, and they are like, Everyone, get in the vans. We're leaving now. And we're like, okay. And they're like, these hippos will kill you. You know? Oh, man, that's a crazy job to be an <laughs> African guy. Just all sorts of shit kill you. Hippos, yeah. lions, crocs. Dude, those guys were nuts. It was fun. It, like, uh, we went on a safari. We went to Kruger National Park, which is in South Africa. And, uh, like, one of the tour guides was like there was a whole bunch of rhinos right that were like laying down and kind of sleeping and he was like go get closer get closer go take a picture 
And so I was like, I got within like 20 feet of these fucking rhinos, dude. And like, I was sort of like hiding behind a tree and I was like, but I had my camera out and I was taking pictures. And then all of a sudden, like they can't see you cause they're blind as fuck, but they can hear you. I think they can hear you and they can smell you. Anyways, they all fucking stood up and they all kind of looked my way and they started like, and anyways, I was like, holy shit. And they like, like charged and ran towards me. And I was like behind the fucking tree and they didn't kill me, obviously, but <laughs> scared the shit out of me and my mom. Oh, how much do a rhino weigh? Oh, dude, I don't know. More than a car, I imagine. <laughs> I don't know. They're just massive. <laughs> I mean, if you like, they got to be like 900 pounds, oh, you think? Yeah. yeah, they would just fucking knock down a fucking brick wall if they, yeah. But, dude, they're, like, solid fucking muscle. They're fucking gnarly, dude. They're like a tank with a horn. I don't know. Uh, The weirdest thing that I tried down there, well, I tried a few different things, but uh, when I was at Kruger National Park, they sold a billetong. Billetong is a type of, it's similar to jerky, but, like, they cure, like, raw meat. They cure it, then dry it, and then slice it. And so it's, like, not, it's not, like, cooked first. You know what I mean? It's, like, cured and dried. They call it, anyways, I tried elephant billetong. Uh, so I don't know how the hell that works because I imagine they're not allowed to kill an elephant. So do they have to wait for an elephant to die? Or I, anyways, they sold it in the gift shop and it was fucking elephant meat. And I tried it and it was, you got some it legit was good. <laughs> yeah, I ate some fucking elephant, man. And uh, when I was out uh, at a little burger spot, I ate what was called a monkey gland burger. <laughs> Adrenochrome. So, maybe. Yeah. Monkey gland burger is what was on the menu. And I ordered it and I ate it. And it was pretty good. I imagine something was like taking down a rhino or an elephant. Like, how do you drag that thing back home to you? I think you've got to have a whole crew of guys. And you all got to have machetes. And you've got to break it down right there. And I think you probably got to do it fast because there's hyenas and there's like fucking lions and there's like, you know what I mean? That are going to come scavenging. Yeah. I don't know. What's the choice part on a fucking elephant? I wonder. So that's the thing too. Like when in our primitive ideals or stuff, like we're out there, the only thing that we really is bears. Like you're killing an elk. There's nothing around that's going to like kill you after you kill it. But if you're in Africa, like shit might be a little different. You got Crocs. Yeah, Crocs. yeah, definitely different. You're like, fuck this primal shit. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, well, well, with me and my wife on our honeymoon, we were in uh, like Yellowstone, and then right above Yellowstone, we were in Montana, and they were basically telling us like we we're we we're yeah. bear bait, like where we were camping, <laughs> and uh, they had to teach us some rules while we were out there because we were like wilderness camping. And, like, because what we had been doing is, like, we'd, like, you know, cook some meat and we'd eat it. And then we'd fucking throw our paper plates right into the fire. And he was, like, don't fucking do that. He goes, cook your meat and then get the grease away from the fire. Like, because, like, if you do that, like, the smell of the meat is on that plate. And anyways, it, it like, carries like crazy. They were trying to teach us all this shit so that, like, we didn't get eaten by bears. Which would have been good. <laughs> uh, dude, it was wild out there. Like, I 
uh, we were so far out in the middle of nowhere that like me and my wife were basically naked the entire time. And I just sat there with like uh, my belt and a holster and I had a fucking gun on my hip. And that was the only thing I was wearing like that and shoes. And, you know, and we just fucking camped out there for fucking days. It was beautiful. Did you see any bears in that time? The last day, the last day as like we packed up and we were leaving, we saw a bear on the side of the road. And as we were driving away and he just looked at us and just kept going. And uh, so we got lucky. <laughs> we all we saw some fucking beautiful an- animals, man. We saw like elks and we saw a giant fucking moose like really close to us. We got really close to some bison and like it's it's awesome out there, man. I want to buy a little piece of land out in Montana or Wyoming one of these days or Idaho, man. Idaho is really where it's at. Yeah, I heard. I mean, I think any one of those is going to be pretty good. I mean, especially like Idaho and Wyoming right now, it's probably pretty, um, you, you got a little bit of freedom there for sure. Montana, probably freedom, but I feel like anywhere where there's colleges is a bad sign. Like, I feel like that's where a lot of people um, lose their liberty. Yeah. So you just know where to avoid because, <laughs> you know, uh, Montana, man, is fucking nuts. It's gigantic. Like, it's a huge fucking state. And the population has 2 million people. That's it. Like, the entire fucking state. It's, like, smaller than Portland. It's fucking wild. And it's just fucking gorgeous, man. It's just cold. I think that was, like, because we were looking at properties, and we found some properties out there that we were looking at. Then you also have to find a fucking job out there. (laughs) That's the other problem. Yeah. Yeah, you need an income stream for sure. And you need a way to keep warm. You're not fucking around. If you lose heat out there, you're dead. Dude, there's some fucking beautiful cabins out there, though. Oh, we found we found like some we found like this beautiful giant cabin out in the middle of fucking nowhere, with a couple of fireplaces inside there, and like it was on like six, seven acres of land, like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars or something. And we we're like, holy shit. <laughs> Now, you're probably, like, an hour away from a city, or, like, maybe more than that. You know what I mean? Like, That's a good amount. I feel like a, a good, like, hour away, it's enough where if you need to go in for something, like, two, three times a year to pick up supplies, get stuff. Two, three times a year? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was thinking two times a week. Yeah, I think to really make that work, I think you really have to figure out a way to get bulk supplies and whatnot and figure out what you need really cut down on your you know your excesses and what you're wasting shit on like yeah but also you gotta figure like okay if it's an hour in and out of town that's two hours so like is that really worth it like and i think that at first you probably are gonna go like maybe once twice a month into town but man those are long trips and they're going to become less and less appealing as you go. Like, you're just like, oh, I'll just pick up a little extra this time around and skip one. And pretty soon, man, like, I think that you'd be down to, like, twice a year or something. Go in, have a beer, get eat, yeah, say hi to some people. You know, that would maybe be the most appealing thing is that you could probably just drink a beer in the car because, like, there's so few cars on the road. <laughs> just, like... 
you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's just you and the sticks. And you know, I mean, who hasn't drank a beer while they're driving? Like when you're on a country fucking road in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's. Well, I think that that was the, it was legal up until like pretty recently that you could drive and have open alcohol and drink as long as you weren't like completely blitzed. Like you had to basically like have so many beers per mile. And I've talked to a couple of people. They just basically measure distances and beers. Like how far? Yeah, about four (laughs) beers. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I think you still can actually. It's either Wyoming or I think it actually might be Montana. They have little like uh, drive-through breweries, so you can just go and pick up beers. And I don't think you're technically the driver is supposed to drink it, but they can like sell you beers to go, like uh, like little pints and plastic cups and shit. And well, the- you can just have open beer in the car, and there's no one on the road, and also there's no curve. Basically, every road is straight for, you know, 500 miles. You can put a yeah. brick on your gas pedal, tie up your steering wheel, and unless, like, a moose or something jumps in front of you, you're fine. I'm not saying you should do yeah. that, but you'll probably be okay. You can't do that, like... Yeah, that'd yeah, be fun, man. I've always wanted to go to, like, Utah to, like, you know, the salt flats yeah. and, like, open up. You know what I mean? Because, like, when I was young and stupid and I first got my license and I was first driving, I'd go, like, to the back roads out and, like, behind my house, you know, and, like, I'd open up. I'd, you know, I'd go, like, over 100 on these stupid country roads and shit. You know, it's dumb. And then after a while, you get a couple fucking speeding tickets. You're like, okay, that's stupid. It's not worth it. But, like, I, you know, and also you get older and you're like, that's retirement. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, are you wanting to just kill yourself, stupid? Like, you know, so I think it would be a lot of fun, you know, if you could actually go out to huge, vast, flat, open land and just, you know, just see how fast my car could actually Dude, go. That's a business right there. <laughs> if you could get people to take their car and basically just open it up into a safe environment, there'd be so much less road death. Let people get it out of their system, you're yeah, saying? Or? Yeah, because, like, I, mean, I did the same stupid shit, and I think it's just a very common thing, especially, like, if you're a boy. I don't think women have this problem. They don't really want to, like, try to kill themselves when they get a driver's license, but we're a little different. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah this could, I just figured out how to do this yesterday. I could probably go 120 in a fucking old beat-up 1970s car with failing brakes. I, well, okay, so back in the fucking day, I got, like, a DUI when I was, like, I think when I just turned 18, and in in California, it's called a wet and reckless, where you don't actually have that much alcohol in your system, but they still are dicks, and they're, like, well, we're, like, going to fine you, you know what I mean? So it's not, like, anyways, like, part of getting it off my record, I had to take alcohol counseling, you know, and so, or drunk, whatever the fuck it is, so... I had to take these classes on the weekends, right? And they showed this video that I thought was the coolest thing in the fucking world. <laughs> and, like, it was super fucking, like, 80s, like, or early 90s, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's terrible haircuts, the fucking clothes were awful. And, but when they were, like, hanging out with cops, it was, like, like 10 regular people. And they had, like, an open bar, and they let you get as drunk as you wanted. The only thing you had to do was, like, mark when you took a drink. So they know how drunk you were, right? 
and then they had cars for you and an obstacle course and they wanted like they just wanted people to see how impaired they would get you know and how shitty they're so i think they like did the obstacle course sober right and like they got like tested on like how well they could do like you know parallel parking and like and driving fast around this loop and all this shit and then they let him get fucking hammered and do it again and i was like that sounds like so much fun i wish that was like a <laughs> like a theme park where you could they just let you get drunk and drive around oh, in bumper so funny cars you could do that with like different drugs like you're okay today i'm gonna do like alcohol tomorrow i'm getting high i think next week i'm gonna eat some mushrooms dude how fucking cool would that be i wish that they would let you do that i wish that they would let you have like a drunk bumper car I see nothing place. wrong with this business. No, not at all. Especially if, like, you limited it, like, it could, like, max go to, like, 20 miles an hour or something stupid like that. And then it, they were, like, full-on real bumper cars. And you had these, like, cool, elaborate things to drive around. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe it could have a roll cage. So may, if it had, like, a fucking dope roll cage, maybe you could let them go, like, 45 miles an hour. And just let drunk assholes drive. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, in this environment where they're, they're not going to hurt someone else besides themselves. And if they sign away, you know, like, I am not going to sue. I know that I'm stupid and that I'm making a bad decision right now. And, you know, blah. You know? And just, like, charge them, you know. And they have to drink on premises, right? And you, so then you sell them all the booze. And then they get in your car and they fucking drive. You know, we could even charge them like fifty bucks for twenty minutes. Yeah, that's how I, I can't believe that <laughs> the state actually did that. It seems like no one would. It seems like everyone would be fun. Like that's definitely an incentive to get a DUI. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of other things that suck about it, but that sounds like a fun experience. Dude, it would be fun as shit. I bet you could do something like that in like Las Vegas. I bet Nevada, if we if we figured it out, I bet Nevada I would let us do this. I feel like they might have it. They they just do it anyways. Dude, have you seen some of the fucking videos coming out of like Saudi Arabia and Dubai? You need to YouTube that later. Like there's like sheiks like driving a hundred million dollar cars and they're like driving a hundred miles an hour and they're like standing on top of the fucking roof with a gun and doing like crazy shit and you're like what the fuck? Like, those guys are just having the times of their life. I seen one video. This guy just pulls up. Dude. And he, just, he powers down the rear window and you just see a tiger. I mean, like, come yeah. on. Oh. a tiger in the backseat. He's got slaves at home. He's got, like, <laughs> he's probably got a child bride. These are just evil, sick fucks. Like, th- those people have money and no morals. Like, those evil, chic assholes that, like, basically like the rich elite over because you know normal people over there life sucks you know what i mean but those like the royalty over there they're just like i'm gonna marry a 12 year old and i'm gonna buy a hundred million dollar car and i'm gonna get a rocket launcher and a tiger and i'm gonna blow up that tiger with my rocket launcher and you know what i mean like like, it's, it's complete redneck culture is what it is and we just don't recognize it because it looks a little different than our redneck culture but yeah if you gotta yeah well, could you imagine rednecks if they were like exactly, billionaires? Exactly. Exactly. What would they... <laughs> That's what they'd be doing, and they were in charge of the government. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Yeah, it's... they're gonna be fucked once. 
either oil runs out or we switch to something else or well i don't think we are it's it's just weird man however you feel about oil and how it affects the environment and your carbon footprint and all that fucking shit like oil is the most efficient thing we got and yes do we need like rich or not rich just like smart entrepreneurs working on the next thing but buddy i almost feel like they want us like i think that we're going to get our wish and i think that we are going to go back to more primitive states of being sooner than later because i think that like if you watch the moves that they're making like them shutting down the the the, the fucking big pipelines and shit North America was finally oil yeah, yeah. independent. We had enough oil. We didn't need Saudi Arabia or those sheep. Yeah, now we're going to have a lot more wars. I don't know why we're not doing nuclear. I feel like that's the next logical step. And I get why people don't, like, I, I get, like, the dangers associated with, but, like, from an environmental point of view, from an energy production point of view, like, we could get energy independence with nuclear so fast. A fraction of the pollution, and I like I like solar. I like wind. I think it's really cool to have personally, but I also it's not going to ever scale up. It's a problem. Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with fucking. Well, I don't know about solar. Solar is its own fucking thing. I think the problem with solar is that it takes so much energy to create it. Like, it takes so much energy to create, like, the cells and, like, to create the, like, the actual panels that, like, it's not very efficient in that way. Like, it costs a hell of a lot of money to make it in the first place. And then, for some reason, they have not been able to, like, find a way to, like, store the energy. Like, the batteries aren't good enough to store up the amount of energy that it, like, because, like, you'd think in the middle of California on a fucking 115 degree day, you should be able to suck up enough fucking juice to, you know, run a house. And I think you can while it's sunny, but it doesn't store the energy throughout the day. You know what I mean? It, it can't for some reason. And then with wind, the shitty thing with that is that it takes petroleum products and like a ton of energy and oil to create those fucking giant, it can't store the energy so that it's just a lot of energy waste. And so it can't really replace uh, petroleum, coal, or fucking nuclear yet. And then the other shitty one was wind. I guess it takes so much fucking like petroleum and energy to create the big fucking wind panels or whatever, you know, the wiper blades. And then what I didn't know this until really recently. I think there was a, like a fucking movie about it, a little documentary about it or something those giant fucking wind panels or whatever are not recyclable. And so they're just filling up landfills with them. Like, because once they like, like go dead and I guess they go dead, I think they go dead at like every 10 years or something. And so they just take goo gobs of energy to do, to make, and then they shit the bed and then you can't recycle it or reuse it. And I was like, Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. I think I'm the, on a personal level, though, I think, like, if you had, like, if you made your own solar panels or windmill, like, especially a windmill, like, I feel like that is something that's pretty accessible to make on a really small level. And I think that 
that can be done, especially like if you got some like Montana farm out in the middle of nowhere, you can get a lot of energy independence that way. Like if you're in a city, yeah, it doesn't make sense because we're just in it. And I, I mean, I feel like that's where I feel like nuclear really does come into play. And I, it just has this bad rap because of Fukushima and Chernobyl. But even with those, it's still pretty good compared to like all of the people who are asthmatic because of cold. My, and I'm not, I yeah. think my biggest issue with nuclear, man, is that like I don't think they know how to like uh, deal very well with like uh, the runoff or not. What what's the word, son? I'm trying to fucking trying to fucking say. I don't know how. Like when they decommission that shit, they don't know what to do with the waste. Like they don't have a way of like uh like deactivating the waste. And so what scares the shit out of me is that like in parts of like California and like the high desert shit, they just fucking bury it, <laughs> put it into barrels like this radioactive material that will be radioactive for the next hundred million fucking years. And they bury it out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I'm like, okay, but California has like tons of fucking earthquakes. What happens when like, you know, they have a bad earthquake and it pops all those fucking barrels and it leaks into the groundwater? I don't know. You should bury it on a fault line for sure. Yeah, it's I've a good heard, idea. I've heard the newer models kind of run off the waste of the older models though, so That's good. Yeah, I yeah, I've heard some speeches on it and I'm not yeah, I'm not an expert obviously, but it's like it they come a long way. And I mean I think with anything, no matter what it is, like you want to innovate new ways of and more efficient ways of getting energy for sure. Like that makes that's a place where like an arms race actually makes sense. And trying to figure out how to make smaller and smaller robots to put inside our bodies. Well, I'm certainly no expert on this either. So <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I would say is just like those factories or whatever the fuck they are, those nuclear plants. I they they do scare the shit out of me. Just because something like Fukushima. So when shit hits the fan, like they just, I, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, yes, obviously they create a million times less pollution than any other thing that we use, right? But when they go bad, they go real fucking bad. And and it's it's the kind of shit that doesn't go away. One of the coolest things about nuclear is the... Um signs that they have to put up around the waste because you have to put up signs that will convey like this is dangerous for you know thousands a year thousands you know so you have to figure out like there'll be cultures around like a thousand ten thousand years from now have to deal with this and like how do we talk to those people you know in a way that makes sense it'd be like some kind of hieroglyph from you know king tut basically saying no you really want to go away from here yeah. I mean, how is that not going to seem like some <laughs> giant superstitious? Yeah, when they fucking, thing. when somebody digs up those big old barrels and they're like, what is this? This ancient artifact. And they pop one open and kills everyone around them. Yeah, and it's like, no one's going to believe that we had nuclear energy at that point. They're going to just see us as a bunch of primitive people. They're going to try to figure out, like, why our keyboards have so much semen encrusted in it or something. <laughs> just be like, this makes no sense. It, what? Tony, what do you think about uh, ancient civilizations having crazy technology? What are your thoughts on that? Do, do you think that anyone has ever gotten to where we are? I don't know if they've gotten that far, or was it just different? Or 
Like, what are your thoughts yeah, on that? I, I, I suspect that people have developed some pretty sophisticated stuff. I don't know whether or not they figured out things exactly the way that we've had. But there's some pretty... Um, I bet you people really figure out different aspects of reality. Um, so an example of this is like there's some... I forget where they are, but these buildings are designed. So if you talk into one room, the voice will carry into the other room just by the acoustics and the current, the architecture and how it yeah. shapes the acoustics. And to, uh, to do that, you have to have a pretty sophisticated understanding of how sound works, how shape works. They would do that with light too, you know, because when they build big places, they would have to harness the sun's light, but to like bring it inside, they would arrange mirrors and things like that. So they could light up room. Just because, like, they might not have, like, a car or something. Like, they probably have something that's equally sophisticated that will blow our minds that maybe we'll discover in another 200 years. And they just got there a different way. How much do but, you think the elite know about ancient technology? Because I feel like there's probably some, definitely some people that know about that shit and they're just hiding it and covering it up. There's probably things that would make us freer that would make us, like, I feel like uh, so much of like things that Nikola Tesla created obviously got buried quick. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like there's so many things that like are out there and there's like technologies that like, like patents get buried. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's, there's definitely people that are trying to, that don't want us to break free from their control. Yeah, I just feel like there's probably, I wonder how much knowledge that some elites and or secret societies or, you know, like different things. Like, I mean, that is what the Illuminati was supposedly, right? Was the illuminated ones. They were the ones that would carry this ancient technology, this ancient knowledge, and they would keep it, they would occult it and keep it for themselves. And it was supposed to be like special knowledge they, did, they didn't give to other people. And I wonder how much of that is still intact. Um, I suspect a lot of psychological tools, a lot of understanding of how to manipulate masses of people. I think that definitely in that realm, they have a lot of knowledge. As technology maybe i feel like that's a little bit harder to because you need certain things like you, you can have all the technical knowledge of how things work but if you don't have certain metals or certain crystals like a cell phone requires so much from around the world so to make something like that you need very specific ingredients that might not be possible unless you have like other things to transport those ingredients yeah i definitely think in a way of manipulation they've known stuff that just like how to put people into trance like states how to make people believe stuff i can see that like methods of control to stay in control and different things like that and i i get that i sometimes wonder though because like you know you've you've heard things like hey you know in the 70s they built the car they could run off water well that was true you know what I mean? Like there, there are some weird technologies that like I feel are certainly getting buried. You know what I mean? Like so much of like Nikola Tesla stuff, we'll never fucking see it. We have no fucking idea. You know, like Thomas Edison jumped on that shit quick. And 
I don't know. I've heard things. So, you know, I mean, some of this could just be like hearsay and stuff, but like, I've definitely heard things like whenever a young scientist comes up with a new technology that like could break the monopoly on petroleum or something like that, that shit gets, they buy it and, or they already own that and then they bury it. Well, you know, the guy who invented it, right? I don't know the story about that. Tell me about it. So he, I forget his first name, but like his name is Diesel. And he just happened to take a cruise one day and he invented diesel. And of course, like you could run that stuff off of peanut oil. So it was a way of getting people energy independent at the time. You could grow plants and run it through your diesel engine. He took a cruise one day, fell off the boat. How many yeah. people fall off a boat on a cruise? That feels very unlikely to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking sucks. You know, I, I wonder why more people aren't doing that. Cause I know, I know a couple guys, especially when I was working at this one restaurant, like uh, they made a deal with our management and they were like, they would just take our old fryer oil, you know, and they would, they had a little backroom system like in their garage and they would convert it into diesel and they would drive off of that. They would exclusively drive off our fryer oil. And I thought that was neat as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, I think they had Volkswagens. They would like convert those over to some sort of biodiesel. And I, it just to me, it's crazy that we're still using either petroleum or like, what's the downside? Why are why are more people not doing that? Well, I think it's hard to scale up. So if everyone to do that, then it's like you know, we would have to grow a bunch of plants that would take away from food production that would just go into fuel production. But I think also like get back to your question earlier about getting what would a true free market look like it would look like a lot of different options so we wouldn't all have to have the same way of fueling our cars or fueling or whatever because i feel like that's the trick like we're trying to figure out like oh what's the one thing that we can do that'll make everything better it's like there is no one thing we all need to do many different things you got an excess resource you have enough people do it it's not an excess resource but a lot of people can do it. A lot of people can travel around on biodiesel, and it, that's great. It gets you know that much less people using Saudi oil, and that much less people in Dubai have tigers in the back of their cars. You know that might be the most evil and fucked up thing the government does is them interacting in the market that way. I want to see, like, because I know for a fact, like, they I, they, I think they, I don't know how they fucking did that, but they made it a thing that they didn't want people using ethanol, right? That they fucking really attacked ethanol because people could just fucking make booze in their bathtub. You know what I mean? That It's a quick, easy, like, they had to, they had to stop people. Maybe that was, like, what the whole thing about, like, the prohibition and them telling you you can't distill liquor and things like that. I think someone was telling me that that was about energy independence. Like they don't really care if you get drunk and they don't give a fuck if you like, because they say, Oh, you'll turn blind if you drink the wrong kind of alcohol. Well, cause they, you know, they, 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 not, they don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's the denatured alcohol. So when you go to a dollar store, you pick up some rubbing alcohol, they put poison inside there. Cause that's how cheap alcohol would be to make, but you can't, they make sure, like, you know, if you drink it, you'll die because we want to sell you something that's ten dollars at the bare minimum or whatever. We can't get, yeah. we can't have you get drunk at this price point. I think that is the most fucked up thing because, like, that's what I hate the most about the government. Is well, no, there's a lot of things I hate the most about the government, but that is one of the big ones. 
Yeah, Crisco was originally lamp. People always thought that you should have food after um, people went over the oil. But, like, people used to just light their houses with Crisco. Because that means, like, Christ. And it's like, that's the light. So it's just, like, kind of like a play on those words. Is but, it really? That's what... That's what Crisco's from? Yeah, yeah. So people, That's it's funny. There's just lamp oil back in the day, and then they're like, oh, shit, like someone invented the light bulb. What can we do? And then it's like, okay. It's okay. funny when you learn the origins of things. Are you? Do you know what canola oil means? Well, like grapeseed roll, right? But no, I don't know. Well, that was an advertising change and a decision they made because, it, yes, it comes from rapeseed. And they were like, we can't sell rapeseed oil in America. Like the, you know, the word rape has too much of a negative connotation. So, and it grows in Canada. Okay, so, okay. Can- okay. Canada oil, canola oil. Okay, though, if someone was going to rape you, though, wouldn't you want them to use some oil? I, I personally would. <laughs> yes, I would. I'm like, can you please at least lube it? Come on, man, uh... some canola. <laughs> uh, Crisco. Crisco might work. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Why is it even called rapes? Like, like they should just change the name of that seed. We don't need. Well, because a... it's probably some fucking French word or something. I don't know. It didn't mean the same thing as it does in English. Oh, okay. But they just yeah, couldn't sell it. The other funny one that is like, do you know where margarine came from? It was originally so. It was originally they made it as something to feed turkeys uh, to get them fat. Like they were trying to make something from like, uh, anyways, they were trying to make some sort of like fake agro awful piece of shit to feed fucking turkeys to get them super fat quick. And all it did was kill turkeys. Oh. It was just killing. It was killing the fuck out of turkeys. And they're like, well, we spent millions of dollars on this. So what can we do with it? And they're like, Let's feed it to people. That's where fucking margarine came from. Where to God? Pretty shitty. Okay, so something's going to kill turkeys, and yeah, we can't have that, so let's just feed it to the masses. Yep. I learned a lot of weird shit. I took a food ethics class, and I learned a lot of the shit. Yeah, you shouldn't trust things, I think, is the main takeaway. I think. <laughs> shouldn't trust like, okay. corporations or governments. Well, and that's, that's what weirds me out. It's like, people know all of this stuff or, like, variations on this basic theme, but then they do trust the vaccine. And it's just like, wait, like, why? Look at the history of everything. Nothing has been safe. I mean, how you can fucking trust Pfizer is beyond me. You know what I mean? They have, like, the most payouts ever for, like, fucking people up. Like, Pfizer is just such a fucked up company. And people are just like, oh, yeah, sure. Put that fucking experiment in my arm. Yeah. It's nuts, man. You know what? It uh, go ahead. Finish your thoughts. Oh, I was just say like Bayer right now has a lawsuit for having asbestos in baby powder. I mean, why would you? Yeah. Baby powder has to be an easier thing to figure out than like an MRA vaccine, dude. And that's the thing is that those companies they've known that they've known that it gives people cancer, and they've just been selling it anyways. Like, how many women got cervical cancer and like things like that from that fucked up thing? And they don't care. Because they're just making money. And so this actually works into what, like, my thought was, is people need to be naturally suspicious. That is, like, a healthy place to, to start from, to come from. And, like, so, like, what are people's, what do people say when you say, like, I'm an anarchist and I wish there was no, there was no government? And they'll say things like, well, who would regulate stuff? And so, to me, there's so much that uh, people are just... 
uh, not taking responsibility. That's really what it comes down to. We wouldn't need necessarily regulators. You know what I mean? We don't need this regulation. We don't need, at least we don't need government regulation. Like I just, out of one side of my mouth, I said, we need to not trust corporations. And then I'll say, we also need to not trust government. So the basic bitch libertarian, uh, what they would say to us would be like, well, you just love corporations. You love big business. You want those corporations, you know, you want them to fucking run the fucking world. I'm like, no, I don't. Like uh, in a free market, a business is either going to fail or succeed. You know what I mean? There's going to be no bailout and there's going to be no monopolies and there's going to be no forced monopolies through the government. If a company creates a product, let's say Bayer, and they're giving women fucking cancer or their vaginas, you know what's going to happen is like, first of all, you should be able to sue the shit out of them. And then second of all, they're going to go out of fucking business. You know what I mean? Like if they didn't have government protection. And so what we really need to do as people, we need to take responsibility and we need to hold companies accountable. And we should be able to like, we should actually be able to like a business would have to stand on their word. You know what I mean? They have they like a social credit is a weird way of saying it, but like it is sort of like a social credit system. Like as far as you're selling a decent product. And we are giving you our money and we have expectations. You know what I mean? Like in the free market, people vote with their dollar. I think one of the best reasons to get rid of the government is so it cannot actually help out corporations in this way. Like if you're anti-corporation in that sense, then why would you want a government that just basically protects these corporations in a way that they would never be protected in any other way? I mean, yeah. like there's some like holding power to these things at this point, but the like all innovation comes from the margins and all corruption comes from the center. Buddy, you're hundred percent right. If you are anti-corporation, you have to be anti-government. Yeah, these things do not survive on their own. You could not get an Amazon, you could not get a Pfizer, you could not get a Unileaf or whatever whatever giant evil corporation you envision. You need- or like you would get the best parts of those corporations without the shitty part. You know what I mean? And there would be like four Amazons and they'd all be competing against each other and they would be fighting over who could get you these funny, cool pair of socks the quickest. You know what I mean? And they'd be that's what would happen. Prices would go down and quality would go up. Well, when you look at the corporations and stuff, like if you look at Google and a lot of the tech corporations, like they want regulation. Why? Do you think that they just suddenly, like, care about humanity on some level? Fuck no. They want to make sure that no one can compete with them and how best to do this. All these regulations that you want, who's going to write the laws? Like, a lawyer from whatever ex-evil corporation is going to just write, have their lawyers write up a draft for a law, put a thousand million dollars on it send it off to your local senator and if that senator doesn't play ball like if you got an actual guy in there who's independent enough to survive good luck finding that person in the algorithm they're going to be like page 123 on the search history like you're never going to know about that person that's really the thing yeah it's like people think we need regulations and and i understand why they think that because they just don't understand who is writing these regulations? Because I think genuinely people think that government 
I well, okay. First of all, people are suspicious of government and don't really trust politicians and things like that, which is good. But they also think because they're good people, right? Because most people are good people. They think that, well, at least some of these people are trying to do this for our best interest, right? And they have this like naive sense of, but what they really don't realize is who is writing this regulation and who is benefiting from the regulation. So people, I think the government disincentivizes us even knowing this shit. They don't want us to know the shit. They don't teach us this stuff and they like to keep us ignorant of it. Like we don't know how, how any of this works. Like, and they like that and they want to keep it that way. And you're absolutely right that like, the people that are writing the fucking regulation are the corporations and they are the ones that benefit and they get to keep out the competition. That's all it is. And, you know, and of course, like, you're not going to learn this in your government sponsored school system. You're going to learn about government as it exists in some ideal state where everything operates without any kind of corruption. But what's the reality of it? I, I, I do think that we need transparency. I, I do agree with that. Like, we need to be able to access, like, information. Be like, okay, what companies doing what? Like, what's your, what's your actual track record? Are you putting out poison medications? Are you manipulating people to hate each other? Whatever it is. So we do need that. You know, government's not well, providing that service. Walter Block has, I'm pretty sure it was Walter Block. Uh, he wrote a thing about how we could have regulations in a free market. It might have been somebody else. But basically, he was talking about, uh, in fact, I think it was somebody else. But anyways, I heard this on the Tom Wood show maybe two years ago or something. But he was talking about how they're actually doing this now. Uh, there's a private company now that is that has become sort of a regulator, right? But it's voluntary. So for you to meet this criteria, you have to go through these many hoops and then you get certified X, right? So you could have private certifiers that would like, but that would have a trustful name. So like what I mean is like, let's say I sell soda pop and I want it to be certified safe by this company. Because people trust this company to their certification. So we could do that in a private way. Like we don't need the FDA to approve it. We could have a private private corporation that would do the certification that you, you know what I'm saying? So like they would have to, I would have to, to get certified. I would have to comply with their inspectors. I'd have to like, yes, come in. Yes. Here's my recipe. Yes. You can test it. Yes. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. if I would pass, then I would get certified by, this company, Amco, Amco certified uh, quality assured soda pop. Yeah, like I like the idea of that. Like, also, like any kind of um, third party verification. So, like we were talking about driving earlier, and what instead of like the state giving you a license, where if you do whatever stupid thing you do, the state suffers no consequence. You have to get someone who already has a license to like basically put vouch for you, and if you do something stupid, then the person who vouches for you gets fined a certain amount. So you're not going to vouch for anyone who's going to do something really dumb. That would eliminate so much needless death. Or like, or that could work in professions too. So like, okay, you work in kitchens so and someone wants to, you know, instead of going to culinary school, spending, you know, $1,000, $50,000 or whatever it is, you know, they train under you. And at some point when you feel like they're ready, you put your name on it. And if they suck, then that comes back to you. But, you know, if they are, they're good, then you basically taught them 
and you get money from them directly, which would be great for like helping out people at the end of their careers. When you get tired of work and doing the same thing, you can start to teach your skills and it gets rid of a retirement problem. But it also gets rid of like the education problem where people can't afford education. Dude, I think that's a really neat idea. <laughs> that's a really fucking neat idea. And I think that it's really sad that we won't get to pursue that. Because I think you're you're on to something. Yeah, I but, like that. Yeah, instead, like we're paying people basically to do nothing as they get older. You're like, oh sorry, you're useless now. So um just watch daytime TV and just fuck off and die eventually. And then meanwhile Well, the most fun- Part of it is that, like, the government has been robbing them their entire life. You know what I mean? Like, taking that money for their social security. And then instead of saving it and, like, doing something with it like they said they were going to, they just took all the money, spent it on a bunch of dumb shit, and now they're stealing money from younger people to pay the old person. And the old person feels entitled to the money because they're like, well, I paid into it. But it's like that money that you paid into it was gone a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Like you're that grift. You, you know what I mean? It's a Ponzi scheme. And I'm sorry, buddy. You don't, you're not owed my money now. You need to take it up with the, you know what I mean? The people that stole it from you. And they're dead. Yeah, exactly. It is a complete Ponzi scheme. You give me a bunch of money now and someone else will give you money later on. Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. It's why there's a pyramid on a dollar bill, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that all seen eye, buddy. I mean, I'm sure that the Egyptians were doing this shit too, man. Like, Bill does a pyramid, and someone will build you a pyramid someday. Okay. I mean, the state exists to rob, steal, and plunder. That is what it is. The government is. It is the gun in the room, and it can only exist it can only have legitimacy and exist through our compliance and through stealing from us. What are you saying? Okay. I was saying that the government exists to lie, steal, and kill. That is what they do. It can only exist through our compliance and through it can only exist through funding from stealing from us. So nothing it does is legitimate. No, and I think it'd be so much better if people realize that the government is just a mafia. And if people actually just saw it for what it was, then at least, at least then we can make sense of how we use it. Because we have this idea that the government is some benevolent force in the world, and it should provide all of these services and make the world better for us. But you wouldn't expect like your local mafia to be like, okay, so you need to educate people better, and you need to take care of the old people, and you need to like you would just recognize like. The only good that can possibly come from the mafia is to protect you from an even dastardly more mafia. Yeah, and actually, a mafia might be more, uh, might be better because they actually live in your community, and you know what I mean. And they might actually pay for someone to fucking go to school or something. It's fucked up. 